Well, Happy New Year. <laughs> it's good to be here with you. And uh, New Year's a good time to be honest, right? Honestly, I have real mixed uh, feelings this morning. And uh, quite frankly, I feel miserable today. Uh, we rang in the New Year, and then I went to bed, and an hour later I woke up uh, with stomach flu symptoms. And uh, so I spent the night wondering, am I going to be able to preach in the morning? And uh, I thought a lot about that as the clock ticked by. Uh, the Lord is gracious and allowed me to, to make it, uh, for good or bad, we'll see. On the other end, I'm just delighted this morning. I see some dear friends just snuck in in the back row there. And uh, good morning to the blisses. Uh, it's just really fun to see friends from, uh, from down south come and, and visit. And uh, if I would have known you were coming... You might have got a call at about 3 in the morning wondering if you had a sermon uh, in your back pocket because I seriously would have called you. Um, in, in one day, you could have emotions and feelings all over the map, but think about in a whole year, you have emotions and thoughts and feelings all over the map. Think of all the things that have happened in your world in the past year. Um, I discovered... What happened in my world this past year because Facebook automatically generated my year in review. And I watched that and it was actually kind of a snoozer. So uh, I'm like, really? It was more interesting than, uh, than that led on. And I don't know if, if you've had that experience as well. Well, in those really, um, those events that we just really want to celebrate, those delightful experiences in the past year, uh, it's a no-brainer that we give Praise to God about those. Say, yes, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this, and thank you for that. And we should rehearse those. We should recite them together and uh, give glory and praise to where it's, it's due. But what about the hard things? <laughs> what about the really difficult things in the past year, things that didn't go as planned, things that were, were sad or hard or difficult? What do we do with those things. And we're going to look at a psalm this morning that tells us what to do with those things, and the answer is the same. We go to worship. We could still worship God as we reflect on those things that are hard. And we can we worship him because he got us through. If you're here this morning, he got you through. We're going to learn that God can turn sorrow and mourning to joy and gladness. And I'm really, really thankful for that. We're going to be in Psalm uh, 30 today, the, the 30th Psalm. It's a Psalm of David. Talking about joy from the dust of 2016. I don't know how much dust was in your 2016, but, uh, but if you're human, there's dust. And so we'll talk about what to do with that this morning. Well, most likely this uh, psalm was written by David after the events of uh, recorded in 1 Chronicles chapter 20 to 22, around there. And David had one of those years that was all over the map. So in chapter 20, we see that uh, he finally conquered some of their, their most uh, tenacious enemies. And we see in chapter 1, um, he, he conquered uh, the Ammonite king, and he took his crown with the big jewel in it and put it on his head. It's a, a big day for, for David. And, uh, and his men, they conquered some of the, the relatives of the famous Goliath, 
the, the giants of the land. They conquered this one guy who had six fingers on each hand, and I'm not talking about the princess bride. This is real in the Bible stuff, and six uh, toes on each foot, and they conquered these things. And this is a, like mighty uh, landmarks of what a year. We, uh, we just really excelled, excelled. Following that, uh, David started to get kind of puffed up, and he said, let's, let's count all of our army. And everyone knew that was a bad idea. His general knew it was a bad idea, but, you know, when you're the king, you could tell people what to do, and he, he counted them anyway. And because of David's arrogance and because of doing that, God sent a plague that killed 70,000 people. It's just unimaginable. That's what happened uh, in that year. The highs, the lows. We see David crying out for, for mercy to the God of the universe. And God shows up. He actually encounters the angel of the Lord carrying a mighty sword. Um, uh, so David comes face to face with, with God. And we also see at the end of uh, that chapter uh, 22 that David is shown the place that would be the, the long-term forever uh, worship place, the place of the temple. Um, the temple was built there by his son and lasted for centuries there, was conquered uh, when the Babylonians came, but then rebuilt. And, uh, and I've actually visited that, that place. It's in the middle of Jerusalem. It's the same place that centuries earlier, um, Abraham was to sacrifice Isaac. And so really uh, uh, all this huge things going on. So David had quite a year. Huge victories, huge failures, huge regrets, huge blessings. And what does he do? He worships. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. I'd like to read um, the psalm for you th- this morning. We're going to binge on psalms this morning in the new year, um, which is the best kind of binging. I'm going to read from, uh, from Psalm 30 in uh, The Message uh, by Eugene Peterson. And it goes like this. I give you all the credit, God. You got me out of that mess. And you didn't let my, f- my foes gloat. God, my God, I yelled for help, and you put me together. God, you pulled me out of the grave. You gave me another chance at life when I was down and out. All you saints, sing your hearts out to God. Thank him to his face. He gets angry once in a while, but across a lifetime, there is only love. The nights of crying your eyes out, they give way to days of laughter. When things were going great, I crowed, I've got it made. I'm God's favorite. He made me king of the mountain. Then you looked the other way, and I fell to pieces. I called out to you, God. I laid my case before you. Can you sell me for a profit when I'm dead? Auction me off at a cemetery yard sale? When I'm dust to dust, my songs and stories won't sell. So listen and be kind. Help me out of this. You did it. You changed wild lament into whirling dance. You ripped off my black mourning band and decked me with wildflowers. I'm about to burst with song. I can't keep quiet about you. God, my God, I can't thank you enough. Here's David's expression after a year of high, high, and low lows, he comes to the Lord. 
And in this psalm, we'll look at three reasons that he gives worship to God, even for the hard things. In the first few verses, we see that uh, if it was a year of distress, was there difficult things? Was there uh, trauma? We can praise God for unexplained deliverance. I'll be jumping over and using the ESV now just to throw a curve. In the beginning of verse 1, I will extol you, O Lord. So in response to what happens, he worships, he praises, he extols, means to elevate, to make a big deal of, to exalt. He exalts the Lord. Why? Continuing on, for you have drawn me up. It's this imagery of being uh, pulled out of a well, like water that's deep down in the pit. It's like the Lord reached way down into your misery and he, and he drew you up. And, continuing on, you, God, have not let my foes rejoice over me. Maybe in this last year, your, your reputation <laughs> was at stake and the Lord rescued that and redeemed that. Verse 2, O Lord my God, I cried to you for help and you have healed me restored, brought health back to your, your life. David had a year where he was devastated and God healed. And in verse 3, O Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol. You restored me to life from among those who go down to the pit. The near-death experiences. He was on the edge of life and death, and the Lord came to his rescue. And so as I was preparing, I was thinking about, you know, how just every day we have these life and death experiences. We might not even be aware of it. Um, and uh, because I was already thinking about this, and because I'm a pastor, everything's a sermon illustration. So a couple days ago, we were going down to um, Arroyo Grande, and on the way back, a car just squeezed right between us on the highway, and it was just a ridiculous move. And we're like, we could have just died right then. I was being overly dramatic. And then I said to Heather, I said, remind me uh, to use this on Sunday as an illustration. And, you know, tuck that away. Because, you know, we never know what's, what's right around the corner. But maybe the Lord brought you through some really, really difficult things this year. About eight years ago, celebrated Christmas up at Hume Lake with my extended family. You might recognize some of my family there eight years back. I'm still wearing the same shirt, but the rest have changed. Um, so uh, lots of family got together, kind of a family reunion up at Hume Lake. We stayed in a couple of cabins. We celebrated Christmas together. We had a big like potluck meal, etc. Well, a snowstorm came. It knocked out the power. We started the emergency generator, and uh, we hunkered down for the night. We fell asleep, and a little while later, a little bit like, last night, but worse, woke up sick. Everybody in the cabin, there was 11 of us in this cabin, woke up sick, like horrible, horrible sick, like you, um, like probably the worst I've, I've felt, a pounding, pounding headache and, and nausea. Um, my brother-in-law says, uh, you should check on, on Heather, and so I go to check on her, and I immediately pass out, and we're passing out and getting sick all over the place. And it's just getting terrible. And we're thinking, was it the turkey or was it the ham? 
you know, I don't, I don't know what is going on, and we're literally crawling around the house. And then, in the wee hours of the morning, the power went out. The generator ran out of gas. So now we're sick and miserable, and now it's dark. And now it's getting colder and colder. Well, it turns out that saved our lives because we uh, were getting carbon monoxide poisoned by the generator. It was, it was vented outside the garage, but it was being sucked up into the garage, then into the vents, and into the house. So if any of us felt well enough to crawl downstairs to put fuel in the generator, we probably would have all perished. But, um, but we're all mostly okay. Um, there's, a, there's a period of time that's a little blurry uh, surrounding those events. But uh, that, that could have been a really bad Christmas. You know, you go up there, 25 or so of us, or 30, and, and 11, you know, could have just died like that. We just don't know what, what is around. So, because we're here today, like David, we should say, Lord, thank you. Give you praise. Give you glory. Because you bring unexplained deliverance. He delivered us by our generator running out of gas when we thought that's what we really wanted at that time. Well, maybe it's a close call. Maybe you just feel like that sinking, like you need to be brought out of a well, and maybe you were brought out. Maybe you've been delivered some by, by, uh, in a financial pit or a family turmoil pit or just a series of unfortunate events. If the Lord has brought you out in this past year, then worship him. We have so much reason to worship him. This makes lots of sense to me. And this is easy when we think about it. Yes, we've been delivered. Let's worship him. This, this next one is harder. What if the problems in our life are because of me? What if I brought my own problems? What if 2016 was full of regrets and failures? Well, if it was a year of regrets, we can praise God for his unfailing love, for his rich and deep and ongoing mercy. Remember that David did a horrible thing out of his arrogance, and 70,000 people died as a result of that. I've done some things that I really, really regret, but fortunately, 70,000 people didn't die because of those mistakes. And I don't know if you've ever had a mistake that had that kind of magnitude. But whatever mistakes you've had in 2016 that you're kicking yourself for, that you are weighed down by, you can worship God because of his mercy that he offers you and his love that he offers you. Verse 4 says, Sing praises to the Lord, O you saints, and give thanks to his holy name. Why? For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for the night, but the joy comes in the morning. Yes, God chastens us to get us back on path, to, to draw us closer to him, but his overarching disposition toward us is love. That is what he thinks about when he thinks about you, is loving you. 
And he is open-armed with mercy and grace when we come to him. Uh, Again, see how David got in this predicament? Verse 6, As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. Things were going well for David. He got kind of cocky. He got sure of himself. He got reckless in in his life. And it started to spiral down and unravel at the seams. And horrible things happened. Because he forgot, verse 7, that by your favor, O Lord, you made my mountain stand strong. But you hid your face, and I was dismayed. In other words, we need to remember that it, when things are going well, that's because God has, has just granted us that. It's God who establishes us. And uh, if he just forgot about us for a second, it all fall apart. So we worship him. God established his secure place. And when he turned away, it crumbled. Jesus tells the most beautiful story, the parable of the prodigal son, right? Most of you are familiar with that. So a boy just rejects his father, rejects his family, and he goes through this series of just really bad decisions and spirals down. Reckless, selfish, immoral. And where did he end up? Alone. He ended up dirty in every sense of that word. He ended up starving. He was fighting the pigs for a meal. And he's really hitting rock bottom. And he wonders, man, this is so terrible. I wonder if I can come back as kind of an outcast. I can come back as a, as a servant of, of my father. Um, but, you know, the father doesn't take him back as a servant, does he? He takes him back as a son, and he embraces him and wraps his arms around him and gives him the ring and the fine clothes and throws a party. And this is the mercy and love that our Heavenly Father gives to us. The Father welcomed him back to the family. So, if 2016, you feel like you have some prodigal moments, maybe some prodigal seasons, Just come back to the Father. He's full of love and mercy and wants you to come home. And because he's that way, we should worship him. We should worship him, should cry out to him, and count on his love and graciousness. One more reason that we should worship God in those hard things of 2016. If it was a year of despair, we could praise God for the unexpected joy. By despair, I mean uh, this sadness, depression, this heaviness. If there were seasons or times in the past year that are just feel dark and heavy, well, God can breathe life and joy and sunshine into those times. Uh, this was definitely one of David's emotions in this roller coaster of of the, the previous uh, you know, months or, or years was uh, this great, great sadness. But the Lord brought him out of that and brought light and a new day, a new dawn. Verse 8 says, To you, O Lord, I cry, and to the Lord I plead for mercy. Well, then, then he makes this kind of strange argument with God in verse 9. He says, What profit is there in my death if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? 
and will it tell of your faithfulness? In other words, God, please just keep me alive and I'll keep praising you. Because <laughs> uh, if I was dead, how could I praise you? Well, he has other ways, but, uh, but this is David's plea. Ultimately, as all of us should, he just falls on the Lord's mercy. Verse 10, hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me, O Lord, my helper. And what does God do? Verse 11, you've turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. God transformed the depression into dancing, the gloom into gladness. He did this for David, and he could do this for you. And why did he do it? Just so we could have a happier life? Well, that's just kind of a side perk. He does it for this reason, verse 12. That my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. The reason God works in our lives and transforms us and takes us out of the pit and and rescues us and gives us joy is so we could return to him in praise. We could worship him. We could just adore him and love him and celebrate out loud together and tell it to one another what the Lord has done. Maybe as you think back on the previous months, maybe, maybe it's just a gray, dark cloud over that time uh, for some of you. Maybe some of you it's just a delightful year of roses. But for those who it was a dark cloud, you might be wondering, is there, is there a silver lining? Is there morning? Will it ever come? Morning does come. If you ever stay up all night, um, which is, is fresh in my mind right now. Um, I, I was thinking of another story. When I was a child, we went camping, Green Valley Falls, and uh, I brought a, a buddy along. I was probably, I'm thinking maybe fifth or sixth grade, something like that. We shared a tent. My brother shared a tent with maybe one of my other brothers, and then some were crammed into an RV. Well, it rained really, really hard, so much so that there was literally four inches of water in the tent. And so we would, had pushed our sleeping bags in a pile and were just sitting on them so we wouldn't be, you know, underwater, not just so we'd be dry. It was completely miserable. And sometime in the night, we, we gave up and we decided to go in the motorhome. And there's bodies on every surface. And so me and my buddy Ed, we crammed into the RV bathroom and just sat there and looked out the little window, and you could see it go from black to, okay, is it getting gray? I don't know. No, I think it's still black. And just see it barely, barely, barely uh, become morning, become dawn. And I don't know if you've ever waited for the sun to come up. It can, it can be slow. But, uh, but sure enough, morning came. And with the Lord, morning, morning always comes. He can turn our darkness into daylight. And when he does that, we give him the credit. We, we worship him. It's a new, new day. So how should we respond to these difficult times in the past year? We, we already know the great times we respond in worship, but we also respond in worship when it was a year with distress because God brings deliverance. If it was a year of regrets, 
praise God for his unfailing love. A year of just a darkness, a sadness. Praise God for unexpected joy. This new year, we could celebrate the Lord's goodness. No matter what kind of highs or lows were on our calendar, on our, on our year in review on Facebook, whatever it is, we can celebrate the Lord's goodness. And I want to take just maybe, maybe five minutes this morning uh, to just do that out loud. And let us, let us together, anyone who'd like to just briefly share just a, a sentence of praise to God. Maybe it's been a tough year and the Lord's just pulled you through. Maybe it feels like barely, but, but indeed he has. Um, let's just give testimony of that. Has he restored you to after a, a failure? Just, just celebrate that together. As he turned sadness into joy, let's, let's just worship the Lord for that this morning. So you could just, uh, you just put up your hand, and I won't, uh, I won't drag you to the mic or anything, but just, just say for all of us just a sentence or two about what God's done in 2016 for you. If everyone's quiet, it'll just be kind of awkward uh, five minutes. Yeah, yeah. She's praising. I heard her this morning. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Who else? What else has the Lord done this year? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. a gift. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like I saw another hand back in this region. Yep. Yes, yeah, see. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know a lot of us are praying for you. Yeah.
Thank you. Took me a while to understand that too. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Anyone else just want to celebrate what God has done in this past year? We could, if we, uh, if we took the time, there could be many, many stories to tell. But uh, I just like to invite the worship team to come back up and uh, let me let me pray right now. Lord God, you have been, as always, really gracious to us. And we just place ourselves in your hands and at your mercy and are just so thankful. Your character is, uh, is consistent. You're consistently uh, love toward us. And wow, I'm so just really thankful for that and humbled by that. God, I pray that as we, as we reflect on the highs and the lows of this last year, that we'll think of those in the context of who you are to us, that you're with us in the highs and certainly in the lows. You'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. And for that, we just love you. And that gives us the, the, the boldness to jump into this next year with full of hope and uh, just full of anticipation of what you have in store. And so, Lord, we just bring all this before you. In Jesus' name, amen.